On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we preview a couple of major events happening in our province this weekend. Welcome to episode 43 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Mother Nature sure is keeping everyone on their toes this year in Alberta. Plenty of rain has fallen over the last few weeks, putting a damper on a few baseball games. This weekend was a big one on the calendars for many, so I guess we'll have to see whether the forecast turns out to be right or not. If the sun does come out, it'll make for some great conditions in both Oaktokes and Edmonton for a couple of major events. And we'll start in Oaktokes, where the Baseball Canada Women's Invitational Championships are being held. Games begin today, being Thursday, and the medal round is slated for Sunday. Performances this weekend also set the tone for possible invites to try out for Canada's national women's team. Alberta coach Drew Boyer took a little time between practices this week to talk about the preparations and the hope to improve on last year's bronze medal finish. Drew, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Walk us through the team that you are expecting to field for uh, the Invitational here and what you're expecting out of, out of this group of girls. Well, for the past three years, we've had, the, for the most part, the same group of girls um, each, each year. Uh, we do have some new faces this year. We got some really good rookies coming up and uh, a really good, solid group of veteran presence um, with this club. Um, as far as expectations goes, um, uh, the last four years, last three years, sorry, we've meddled at this tournament. So uh, we've been right up with their, um, with each of these teams, trying to compete for a gold medal. So at the end of the day, the expectations is to shoot for that gold medal. And um, with the group we have this time around, I, I don't see why not. When you look at that aspect of it and, and being on the podium for the last few years here and being the hosts this year, does that put a little bit of a target on the back? Are you feeling that at all? Or is it one of those things where, hey, let's just go out and play ball? It's definitely one of those things. Just let's go out, play ball. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy the tournament. Um, yeah, we are the hosts. I don't see any sort of uh, really pressure on this team to do anything Um above and beyond um just to go out there and compete and like i said as long as they enjoy themselves uh we have a really good group this year and um as long as they stick to the fundamentals and do what they're capable of doing uh i think they'll do all right you are missing one piece of the puzzle that's been around for quite a while and that being nicole lachansky how does that change the demographic of your team? And beyond that is who are you expecting to step up and be part of that leadership group that maybe wasn't there before? Well, like I said, yeah, we, we do have a very good veteran presence that's been around for the last uh, three, four years. Um, absolutely. It is, uh, it's really hard to lose a player like Nicole, who's been the heart and soul of this, um, of team Alberta for the longest time. Um, but players like Kelsey Lawler, um, her sister Haley Lawler, Madison Willen, Carrie Jasperson, um, Sam Ostrom, we got, we got some veteran presence and 
um, some girls that can really step up as leaders on this team. Do you get the feeling at all that this team is going to be a defensive-minded team, an offensive-minded team, an all-around good team? What do you think is going to set uh, yourselves apart from the competition? We really are um, well-rounded. Um, I think we have a really good group of hitters um, and a really solid uh, defensive core behind us. Um, I think as long as our pitching comes to play, we throw strikes, we work ahead, take care of the little things, um, I see it's one of the top teams in this uh, tournament. Talk a little bit about some of those young players that you're bringing into the fold and maybe some that may not be uh, overly... Uh, may not have the the grandeur of a of a Kelsey Lawler or a Nicole Lachansky or a Madison Willen, but talk us through some of those who uh, maybe don't get the press. Maybe they uh, they might be the rising stars of tomorrow. Yeah, so um, I think we got four or five um, first years coming in. Uh, Ellie Jesperson, obviously, she played in the tournament last year with uh, the Team Canada prospect team. So she's been in this tournament before. Um, she knows what to expect. Um, some of the other names, Maddie Courtley, uh, Helena Appleyard, uh, Haley Sidor, um, and Sydney Moore. Those are the other rookies. Um, they're young, um, but they're here for a reason. Um, they're, they're really good ball players, and that's why they're on this team. And um, I think with our... Uh, with our veteran presence, they'll definitely help steer them in the right direction. This is always an interesting tournament to watch because it is so quick moving, and you've got basically four days of ball to play, but you get that couple of weeks leading in. You just kind of get a chance to mold together at the right time. And as you mentioned, you guys have done well so far uh, over the last few years with you at the helm. What's been the key to success? What has allowed for the team to be as competitive as it has been? I think the biggest thing is that, for the most part, these girls are playing with each other year-round. Um, they play together in the Midget AA Baseball Alberta League. So to have them um, being able to play ball every week, they're practicing with each other, um, I think that's the biggest thing that helps lead up to this tournament. They're not just showing up for um, a practice or two before the game start and uh going right into it. They've been with each other for um, the last few months, and um, that's kind of the biggest thing is how they've been around each other. When you look at what you're saying and what your message has been to that crew in the clubhouse, what has been message number one for you heading into first pitch? Uh, I'd say my my one and only message is to go out there, have fun, enjoy yourselves. Um Enjoy the experience that this tournament has. Um, you get to play against the top players in Canada at the women's level, and um, really that's all there is to it. If they go out there, they have fun, they take care of the little things, they'll do all right. They'll put themselves in a really good position at the end of this tournament. On a personal level, what does it mean to you to have been able to have been a part of this program and to watch the development of some of these young ladies? Oh, it's been great. Um, it's it's quite a bit different from coaching an all-boys team. Um, I think the one thing that stands out with coaching the women's team has been uh, just their drive to learn the game and get better day in and day out. 
I'm not saying uh, the boys aren't like that, but the girls really buy into what you tell them and what you're teaching them. And that's been um, really humbling for me as a coach. Is that kind of a, I always liken it to a chip on the shoulder and I mean it in a totally positive way is that, Hey, there's, I've got something to prove. Therefore I'm going to go out and do it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, biggest thing for me would be the, with the chip on the shoulder is seeing Ontario kind of win this tournament every year. So I think for me as a coach, I'd like to kind of dethrone them and, uh, we have the right group to do it. We have a really good, like I said, veteran presence, young group of rookies. And as an overall team, I think we're going to be there and we have a chance to do it. Final question for you. How excited are you to not only be part of this team again, but also to be able to do it in your own backyard? You're doing it in Alberta. You know that you might have a little bit of a home field advantage because, let's face it, the Okotoks fan base, uh, they love their baseball, whether it's dogs or otherwise, and you know that they're going to be out in full force. Yeah, it's it's amazing to be playing here at home. Um, we got to host in Red Deer um, back in 2016, I believe, and uh, the amount of support from fans and family was uh, just amazing to see. And I can't I can't imagine being any different down here in Okotoks, where they love their baseball. Looking forward to seeing your uh, your team on the field this weekend. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast, Drew. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We now head up to the provincial capital where the Western Canadian Baseball League is hosting its first ever All-Star game at Remax Field. The teams were unveiled late Wednesday afternoon. The West Division will be coached by Okotoks dog skipper Mitch Schmidt, while the East will be headed up by Weyburn's Phil Curtis. It's been an interesting start to the 2019 campaign thanks to some smoke and to some rain. And to give us a little State of the Union address, we chatted with Commissioner Kevin Cavani. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Heading into All-Star Weekend, obviously a chance for teams to catch up, talk a little bit about the the season thus far. From your standpoint, weather aside, how have you viewed this start to the 2019 campaign? Oh, we've had a pretty good, the first half is just, uh, I think we're right about the first half mark for most of the teams, and uh, um, the balance in the league is seems to be... Uh, um, pretty uh, pretty even across the board. Uh, with, you know, coming down to pitching, anybody can beat anybody any given given day. With uh, you know a couple of uh, teams that are struggling uh, quite a bit. Uh, other than that, it seems like the league's fairly balanced. That's been one of the things that I've noticed is you're starting to see, especially in the standings, anybody can win any game. And, and what that allows for is a little bit of competition, a little bit of rivalry to show up. And and certainly that's not a bad thing for in in the case of drawing more butts into the seats. Oh, definitely. You know, um, you know, I mean, we have those games where they, they get out of hand and, and, you know, fans are... Fans don't enjoy those uh, on either side, both the winnings or the losing side. They, they're looking for those uh, those nice, competitive, intense type games where where both teams are playing well, and we're getting more of those uh, uh, throughout the season. So uh, that's a good thing for the league. There's obviously been a little bit of excitement as, as well around some of the offensive numbers. We've seen a few multi-home run games. You saw even one uh, last night in Lethbridge where Caleb Warden hit three dingers and 10 RBIs in a game. I mean, uh, there's been some pretty standout moments so far this year already. 
Yeah, I mean, we've had some, uh, you know, like you said, some great offensive performances, and we've had some really good pitching performances as well. And you know, I, you know, I remember there was a uh, at least one one nothing game, and uh, you know, some two nothing games, and that in the league, and and uh, then and you have those uh, those ones that uh, nobody seems to be able to shut anybody down, and it ends up sixteen uh, fourteen or something like that. So there's uh, there's definitely you never know what you're going to get at a WCBL game. Looking ahead to this weekend and the All-Star festivities, take us back to the beginning on this one and what really prompted the idea of being able to showcase some of the best in this league? Well, you know, a lot of the summer college leagues do do an All-Star event. It's uh, it's kind of a tradition, and we haven't had one since, you know, maybe 2005. And the conversation probably started last summer with some of the governors, you know, that is that idea around and then uh, actually it was Pat Cassidy in Edmonton that uh, that brought a proposal to the league to uh, do the event for uh, 2019 and 2020 and the governors unanimously bought into the concept we put uh, you know parameters around the event and uh, then the uh, prospects have been running with it you know selling uh, you know the advertising suites tickets to the game and uh, and building up the uh, the enthusiasm leading up to Sunday. It's got to be an exciting process to go through because you can, you've got that anchor team for a couple of years, you can work out some of the kinks and then, you know, as the, the league develops and as the, the concept develops, you can move it to different locations and take some best practices and, and really run with it. Especially, you know, you've got the, the Matt stairs coming in and, and the different guys, and especially with the history of, of the sport here in, in Western Canada, you'll be able to bank on that a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, you know, I think they've done a great job for the first year. The uh, Everything from, you know, announcing the logo to, uh, you know, getting some sponsors behind it, getting, uh, like you say, Matt Stairs to come in and be kind of the ambassador for the for the All-Star game. Um, and then, of course, the, you know, the most important thing is the talent we're going to put on the field. Like uh, the East and West teams are made up of 24 players each. Um and they're they're the best talent we have across Western Canada, and and uh, you know they're really quality ball players that are going to be on the field on Sunday and uh, showing off their skills. Walk us through that selection process. How did that all work, and how did those teams come to fruition over the last couple of days here? Well, the process had been in place uh, for a while now. Um, basically what we did is we put a deadline date on the um, standings and the teams that were in first place on that date. And I think it was June 30th, if I'm remembering off the top of my head, um, whatever the first place teams on those days in the East and West division, they would uh, be automatically uh, the manager of the respective division teams. Um, so Okotoks, uh, they, uh, they jumped out to a, fairly uh, a significant lead in the West. So Mitch Schmidt from the Dogs and uh, and the uh, East actually came down to the last day where uh, where uh, Weyburn, I, I believe they were off that day. And if Regina had won their game on the 30th, they would have been the team. And um, actually the Lethbridge, it was Regina at Lethbridge, and Lethbridge pulled off the win that night against Regina. So it dropped Regina to second place, and Weyburn got the nod for, for the manager of that team. So that's how the managers were selected. And then the teams were asked to nominate 
anywhere between three and six of their players that they felt were deserving to be nodded as all-stars in that in their respective division. And then the managers, after they were selected, they selected their the rest of their coaching staff from um, both their team and another team in their division. And then the coaches got together, saw all the nominations, and there was, you know, uh, just under 40 in nominations in each division, and they, they whittled it down to a roster of 24, which we released yesterday. What are you looking forward to the most coming into this weekend and being able to showcase your league? Well, I think that just the, the talent on the field and, and uh, the fact that all 12 teams are going to be represented in the, in the same location at the same time and the opportunity for them to to uh, you know to share stories and and then uh, compete on the field for uh, for you know uh, for the promotion and the, the marketing of the league uh, is going to be a, it's just going to be a great event and uh, like I said uh, Edmonton has done a, an incredible job with this and we're really looking forward to the, the game itself uh, not to mention the you know the home run derby and uh, the opportunity to visit with the players and uh, and then the the other special little things that they're doing aside you know with you know, with Matt Stairs and things like that. So I don't know if there's one thing I'm really looking forward to other than the experience of the whole event. I know everybody involved is looking forward to this weekend, whether it is the players, the coaches, the fans, even us here at Alberta Dugout Stories. I know Ian is heading up to Edmonton to take in the festivities. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and giving us an update on what's to come this weekend. No problem. Thanks for having me. We'd like to thank Drew and Kevin for stopping by on the podcast this week. And as always, a big thank you to you for downloading and listening. You'll want to subscribe to the podcast as we have another couple of episodes ready to go for next week, including another look back at the Pioneer League's days here in our province and a full rundown of the WCBL All-Star Weekend. As I mentioned, Ian Wilson is heading up to Edmonton for the festivities. Until then, thanks again for all of your support of Alberta Dugout Stories.